Welcome back to the Our View podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guests, Guy and Rachel Suarez. Join our conversation as we discuss the misconceptions about nutrition and maintaining a healthy immune system. I would like to welcome Guy and Rachel Suarez to the Our View podcast. Our conversation today will uh, be geared around nutrition and uh, just uh, ways to uh, stay, keep our immune, immunity system uh, healthy and gut health and also inflammation, which are three issues that I personally deal with uh, pretty much on a day-to-day basis. So uh, welcome to the podcast. And I appreciate you taking the time uh, to uh, join me today for this conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. We look so excited to talk and chat with you. We love doing this, man. Yeah, we, we really do. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, if you could just um, introduce yourselves and tell us um, who you are, what do you do, and uh, you know, just any fun facts you want to share with the audience today. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, we own Rewind Nutrition, which is an online health company. And, um, you know, it's pretty much it's backed by science. It's proven with experience. You know, um, we use ancestral nutrition to manage chronic illnesses, um, including, you know, but not limited to like diabetes, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, heart disease, anxiety, migraines, acid reflux, fatty liver disease, epilepsy, like the list goes on, you know, we reverse symptoms like fatigue, brain fog, uh, bloating, you know, using food, you know, it sounds, you know, woo woo and, you know, (laughs) all that, but food is medicine. Food does heal. It's been our experience. It's been the experience for our clients. Even though big pharma doesn't want to let you think that, Mm -hmm. but it is. Yeah. So our mission is to clear the confusion around health and nutrition. And, you know, that allows our communities, you know, to be awesome at life, at work, at home, you know, by removing these symptoms and allowing them to, you know, as we were talking earlier, to just live. And feel like humans should always be feeling, not how we feel nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm... No, go ahead. I became a certified nutritionist after I learned how to heal myself. I had daily fatigue. I had brain fog. And then I helped her Mm -hmm. into, you know, her uh, healing journey as well. Um, I learned about the miseducation with with my studies. I learned about the miseducation that the majority of the population has received. And our communities are really suffering from it. You know, chronic illnesses and, and symptoms and all that. So... We're here to clear the confusion, really. Yeah. Yes. And I I think this is a great conversation to have um, because for myself, it's, um, I've I've shared on an episode before, and I've also shared with you all before we started uh, recording that it's, um, it's hard for me as a person with a disability to, to eat nutritionally uh, well sometimes. I love vegetables. I I don't, and I've never liked any fruits, which is very strange. Um, <laughs> it's a texture we're gonna, thing. We're gonna uh, uh, relieve your mind on that one, so don't worry. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> it's a texture thing for me. I have a, yeah. a thing with textures, so. <laughs> but I've always loved vegetables. Um, but with that, you know, it's the natural fiber and everything that comes with it. It's just, it, it doesn't work with my digestive system sometimes. And yeah. I love water and I try not to buy uh, too many sodas and everything like that and, and drink too many sugary juices. But again, it's like, it, it impacts the digestive system and it's not, um, it's not always a, a good thing for me to drink too much water or eat too many vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so so I'm I'm grateful to you both to uh, have this conversation today. <laughs> yeah. So so being that um, 
for just about a year now, we've been um, in the midst of the pandemic. I know here in New Jersey, we've, um, you know, we've been told to stay at home as much as possible besides going out for necessities and things like that. I know um, where you all are in California, I know some places they've you know, been saying the same thing pretty much all over the country, most places in the world. Uh, yeah, what kind of uh, advice uh, or some ways that you can offer uh, people to maintain their immunity health during this, uh, during this time of while we're staying at home and, and not being around uh, other people, but, you know, trying to stay safe from the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. This is, um, you know, it's a really good thing to bring up and talk about because in all honesty, like nobody's really talking about this as far as like our government, um, they're not really, you know, there for us in telling us like how we can really protect ourselves, right? They say stay right. home and, um, you know, cover up when you go out, social distance, and that's about it, right? They don't say anything about where our health should be. We all know that those who are metabolically unhealthy are impacted way more than those that are healthy, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. they don't ever discuss how can we get to be metabolically healthy, you know? And they, you know, all, everywhere that we look, like people are turning to baking and people are, you know, <laughs> you know, like sitting at home on the couch, you know, like not moving, watching Netflix all the time, you know? and you know, while that's fine and everything, there's some critical things um, that are happening because as a result of those, you know, things. <laughs> and not only yes. about COVID, but any other, you know, pathogen out there will do better in an unhealthy host, in a fragile host. Nobody's talking about the healthy of the host, ourselves. So right. the more we work on our health, the more resilient we're gonna be to any virus. Not only Corona, but flu, anything, you know, we always brag. <laughs> we I say am. this in always all the podcasts, but we have to. We haven't gotten sick in three years. Like oh, I no. haven't gotten a cold, I haven't gotten a sore throat, I haven't wow. felt any under the weather, anything. Yeah. Only because we do what we do. We fuel our bodies the way they should be fueled and we get more resilient to anything trying to invade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So going on to things that you guys can do, you know, at home to start building your immune system is um, the, the first and biggest thing that anybody can do is remove toxins from their diet. As the very first thing. It's, it's a lot harder than it sounds. You know, <laughs> I could just, oh yeah, remove the toxins from your diet, you know, but in reality, you know, our, when we go grocery shopping, they're everywhere everywhere mm -hmm. so um the biggest ones to take out would be seed and vegetable oils which should be the very very easy the, the easiest thing to do mm -hmm. nowadays is remove those oils it doesn't change taste profile of, of your food it's just really literally uh, choices and knowing the choice the, the good choices in the market because we see that marketing with those those uh, nice bottles, beautiful bottles, you know, glass with all the formats and, you know, really attract your eye to it. But inside it's downright poison. You know, all the seed oils that we're talking about are cottonseed oil, uh, peanut oil, uh, soybean oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, rice bran. Did I forget any? Corn. Corn oil. All th those oils that has all those grains and, and seeds that have no business extracting oil from it, you know, only like high machinery and, and high processes can actually take like some sludge out of those oils, but they're dirt cheap. That's mm -hmm. why they, they are so promoted out there because they're really cheap and the, the profit mar margin, the profit margin is really good on it, but they're not, there should never be a being able to introduce themselves into our food system yeah. because they're not for human consumption whatsoever. You know, and when just to touch on the marketing and, and side of it, the canola oil specifically, 
um, there's lots of labels on them and you'll see heart healthy, heart healthy. And it's, it's not, it's the downright lie and marketing scheme. It's awful. What's a canola? Can you, can you answer that? <laughs> no, I can't. Nobody knows what canola is, man. <laughs> it's just, even the name is just marketing. There's no canola seeds out there for you to like take oils from, you know, it's all marketing. So you got to really understand what, you know, things that can affect your health the way that these things do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we tell them like why? I will tell you just quickly some good oils to exchange for those. Yes. That would be avocado oil, olive oil, coconut oil, and um, animal fats. Animal, animal fats are actually the best. Are so great to work uh, to cook with, and they taste good. And they've been, you know, vilified <laughs> all this time. Thing that because animal products are being vilified all this time. Yeah. So we've been thinking that butter and ghee and tallow and suet are all bad for our health and are gonna instantly stop instantly stop our hearts. You know, when when we have them. And that's, it's so far from the truth. Those are actually the very, the, the things that we've been having for most of our evolution. And that's what we focus on here in Rewind is that we want to rewind your health to a time that there was none of this, none of, the, none of uh, diabetes, none of chronic illnesses. And guess what? Then we had a lot of animal fats. Animal fat, the, the more time we had, you know, something in our evolution, in our uh uh, ingesting something, the more time we had to adapt to it. Mm -hmm. And animal fats are there. Yep. Um, we only talked about seed and vegetable oils. Yeah. That's, there's way more than that. There's processed carbs and there's also grains. Those are all huge toxins that we need to remove from our diet. Yeah. The processed carbs will be the most difficult one, I think, and grains too, um, because processed, oil, processed carb is everything on the, on the supermarket. When you go right. to the supermarket, all those middle aisles are all processed carbs, mm -hmm. most of it, right? So when you go to the supermarket, a big tip we have, just forget about middle aisles. Go to the corners, mm -hmm. you know, the vegetables in one side, and, and the, normally the, the, the back or the other side, is, it's meat and, and animal products. That's where you should stay. The middle aisles are normally not crackers great. And <laughs> crackers and, and chips and, and yep. bread, yeah. yeah. So stay away from those. So that's the, that's one of the things that is going to be the most difficult, I think, to, for people to to remove, think about, and and remove from their diets mm -hmm. processed carbs, you know, because processed carbs will have the vegetable oils and you have the the perfect ratio of of sugar and carbs and salt, you know, that like to to impact that reptile brain that we have underneath in the center of our brain to like dopamine release and serotonin yeah. release everything you know and keeps you coming back for more it has no hormonal signal to tell you how much to when to stop that's why people keep eating and eat. that's why you can eat like bags and bags of chips because there's no hormonal signal tell you that you're full so that's right. why processed carbs should be one thing that to take it out and the third thing is grains i mean we've been thinking that whole healthy grains are the, the way to go and that's the government has been telling us to to do but those are also the the minute we made grains a staple in our diet everything went downhill with our health mm -hmm. our dental health our metabolic health our stature our everything our bones and that's and that's like hard data i mean anthropologists and people that uh, dig in, dig to to have to to see foil, uh, not foil, uh, to see fossils. Um, they know they know that they can just by looking at some fossil, they will know if that human um, is from after agricultural revolution or before agricultural revolution. They will know just by looking at it because the the bones are so brittle, and you know if it's after agriculture. Um, and they, they will know just by looking at it. It's so obvious. So that one thing that we, we should never be able to like think that it's heart healthy and, and whole healthy grains. It's grains are also, it's bird food, <laughs> literally bird food. <laughs> and, and we don't have the mechanisms in our body to deal with that. And nowadays it's touted to be the, the, the savior of, yeah. our, of our food system. Mm -hmm. So none of that. <laughs>
So going on to Paradise Leap now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's your that's your topic. Okay. So the the second thing you can do, the the first thing was all that. Remove the second toxins. thing. <laughs> Remove toxins, seed oils, processed carbs, grains. grains. Yeah. So uh, the second thing is we have to prioritize our sleep. Our, nowadays, we're like putting this pedestal, people that don't sleep and they can just go and, and work and work and work and work four hours and then work again and again and again. And that's so far from, that's so far from what health should be. Mm-hmm. If you don't prioritize your sleep, anything you do, like you can fix your diet, you can exercise, you can, you know, uh, uh, play, uh, actually anything, you can sunbathe. And if you don't sleep well, if you don't sleep the amount you need to sleep, <clears throat> like seven to eight hours, eight hours, ideally, um, not, nothing's going to help. Nothing's going to, nothing's going to uh, uh, work in your body. Your you know? progress will be delayed. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, hmm. I mean, people that kill themselves in the gym and then don't sleep at night, it's all a waste. Because everything good that happens when you do those things, when you exercise, when you remove toxins, happens when you're asleep. Yeah, you know, your body rest. really acts <laughs> on that thing and 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 then heal your body and can actually heal your your muscles and all that when you're asleep. So you really have to prioritize your sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, and one, we're gonna touch on one thing about sleep, sleeping pills. Like the what the magic happens is called the REM sleep. REM <laughs> is like rapid eye movement <clears throat> that's where the like rejuvenation and all the fixes that your body needs to do happens um but if you take a sleeping pill it just knocks you out like completely right it's like like fainting so it takes you down all the way to deep sleep and it doesn't let let you get back to you know the because the deep sleep is like the one that you go all the way down you know and and your your heart rate really slows down everything but the actual uh, uh, rejuvenation and fixes happen in, in a stage above the REM sleep and sleeping pills will never let you get there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, that's so important because like, like you said, everything that all the work and workouts that you do and things like that, like they require rest to uh, yes. really take yeah. full effect. So that's uh, yeah. really important. Um, another thing that is really important um, for immune health, which is a bit counterintuitive right now with the stay-at-home orders <laughs> is that uh, vitamin D is so important for our health. And real vitamin D. Yeah, from directly from the sun, right? You know, mm-hmm. obviously right now it's winter and... Um, for us here where we are in New Jersey, where we are, where you are, uh, we would definitely recommend people to supplement vitamin D because the sun is just not... We're too far from the equator for vitamin D to be, for the sun to be able to produce vitamin D in your body. So your, your, your skin has cholesterol on it, right? And when the sun hits it in a specific time of the day during, in, in, in close to the equator in the specific time of the day, um, that rays that penetrate our atmosphere makes um, us produce vitamin D in our, in our skin. When we're too far, when we're above Atlanta, let's talk about the US, anything above Atlanta, um, in the winter months, that vitamin, that ultraviolet, ultraviolet rays, ultraviolet B rays, cannot uh, um, penetrate our atmosphere. So in, in reality, in the winter months uh, above Atlanta, we cannot produce vitamin D from the sun. <clears throat> so definitely try to supplement vitamin D if you live above Atlanta. But if you don't, if you live in Southern California or anything under under Atlanta you will be able to produce vitamin D from the sun year long. So, and that's the real vitamin D. That's what we should be focusing on because the sun, actually sunbathing, it's not even just vitamin D. There's so many more things that your body, we, in our evolution, we lived and we died under the sun. It has a really strong signature in our, in our DNA. And we actually, our DNA actually expects sunbathing. You know, when we nowadays we think that the sun is destructive and it causes cancer, it causes skin cancer and all that. Mm-hmm. We're, what we're telling here, it's not to burn. What causes skin cancer is when you burn under the sun, when you stay too long, too much for your skin, and your skin will let you know. And the, you know, what, what happens too, we put too much sunscreen, 
in our skin and it protects us, but not really. So if you stay under the sun with nothing, with no you know, big parts of your body, with no sunscreen, um, you'll be able to produce enough vitamin D in like 10, 15 minutes under the sun. That's all we need. So go take a walk with your dog outside. Go, you know, go lie on the grass outside for 10 to, 10 to 20 minutes, depending on your skin color. People that have a darker skin color naturally is going to need more time because that's nature sun, sunscreen if you're, if you're darker. Um, but, you know, find out what your, your, your body will let you know when you're burning. So when you start burning, then you go into the shade and that's it. But it's very, very important for us to um, be under the sun, not only for vitamin D, but for melatonin. You, you, you sleep better at night if you do melatonin. melatonin. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you you um, be under the sun, you will uh, be able to sleep better at night because you produce more melatonin. You know, and just to realize how short of a time you can, you know, spend in the sun to get that benefit from it is really, uh, really cool to know. I just learned something today. So, <laughs> and unfortunately, like the sun, like you were saying, has been villainized really, and um, just a couple minutes, you know, under it without sunscreen will give you a lot of health benefits and with, a lot of immunity. With big surfaces of your body, though, so no, no shirt. You know, try to be as much everything exposed as much as possible. If you can go naked, go naked. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that luxury here. <laughs> like you said, it's winter here. So naturally, I think people spend more time in the house anyway. Mm -hmm. um, especially here in New Jersey, it can get really cold. It can snow. Yeah, um, sure. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's just always good to figure out how to uh, maintain a healthy immune system through any, any winter, because you have the common cold and, and flu that exists as well during this time. The next topic is uh, something that I deal with um, quite often, <laughs> which is inflammation. Um, so I, I wear braces on my legs. I use crutches to walk. I use a wheelchair uh, at times and just everything is inflamed all the time it seems um <laughs> my knees my shoulders it's just um yeah I've, I've been living for 39 years now so it, it's just uh something I I deal with and I I have ways of um you know alleviating that one of the things is I, I do a sensory deprivation float nice. uh, once a month um and it's a pool of epsom salt and um that helps out so much I I get relief from it uh from discomfort, I, I have like almost two weeks of relief uh, wow. just doing that with the uh, Epsom salt. And it's really, uh, it's been so beneficial to me. I believe, I think I've been doing it now for three years. I try to go once a month, of oh, course, awesome. 2020. Yeah. 2020. I only went, I think three times because yeah. uh, they were, they were closed for a few months, but um, what, what are some good sources of, um, uh, to assist with lowering inflammation. Mm -hmm. So what we talked about earlier, right? Yes. Removing those toxins, um, seed and vegetable oils, processed carbs and grains, those will, just removing those alone will drastically reduce people's inflammation. Yep. Okay. That's, those are some of the toxins. We didn't even touch on other toxins, which are plant toxins. And, um, you know, while plant toxins, you know, plants, animals can run away. They can fight, you know, if they don't want to be eaten. Yeah, everything has a defense system, right? What are plants' defense systems so that they're just not decimated and eaten by everything? They have toxins. Right, the chemical warfare—that's what they do. Mm -hmm. That's their own their their only uh, system of defense. Defense is produce toxins to discourage other predators to just extinguish them. Yeah, not eat as not or not eat them. You know, to yeah. decimate them. <laughs> and they cause inflammation. <laughs> yeah. You know, they cause toxicity in the body. And you know, people uh, uh, not people animals in the wild they have instinctual they have in, in their instinct to know that. They're not supposed to eat the whole plantation or the whole the same the 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 whole uh, uh, civilization of plants. You know they they will 
eat a little bit of plants here, a little bit of plants there, and they would try to diverse their, their um, eating habits because they know if they eat too much of one thing, the one thing is going to have one toxin that it's going to be problematic for them and cause inflammation and all that. This is obviously generally about plants and animals. Yeah. Here's our specific. Yeah. And inflammation <laughs> nowadays in our society is like that inflammation and insulin resistance is the base of all the problems. You know, the base of all the chronic problems that we face today, all the diabetes, all that is all lies on insulin resistance and inflammation. So removing those things and removing plant toxins, try to, uh, if you are going to eat plants, which you can, we do, um, we you should not eat the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. Try to space out when you eat like uh, different kinds of vegetables, try to have a big variety and try to stay away from doing it too much thing, uh, too much of one thing in a row. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, the plant toxins that if you guys want to, you know, look it up or on Google them would be oxalates, um, lectins and phytates are three of the big ones. Yeah. Have, the big ones. There are more, yeah. there are acrylamides and all that stuff. But if you focus on those three, I think everything else is going to come with it and mm -hmm. lower your intake of it with it. Yeah. It. So, and also another thing that you can to, to lower inflammation is being ketosis. It, the, the, the metabolic state of ketosis is highly anti-inflammatory. So if you mm -hmm. are able to, you know, get, get away from carbs a little bit, increase your fats and be in the state of ketosis, that state, that metabolic state is highly anti-inflammatory. Ketones is very good for your brain. It's very good for your heart and it's very good for your whole body. And it really attacks inflammation, really mm -hmm. prevents inflammation. <clears throat> um, do you want to give some examples of ox those that are high in oxalates? Sure, sure. So the one things you can do, one thing that we, <laughs> it wasn't difficult to take away because I never <laughs> liked it. Spinach is really high in oxalates. It's one of the highest there is oh. in oxalates. So if you are going to eat spinach, try to really space out the times that you do. Um, Lectins, you're going to find a lot of lectins in nightshades. So, um, tomatoes, tomatoes, plant. potatoes, and, uh, and, uh, and peppers, all oh, kinds yeah. of peppers. Even, even, uh, what are those seeds that you like? Um, mm -hmm. those seeds that you like to put on, on your smoothies and all. Anyway, chia, seeds? chia seeds are high in lectins too. They're also, uh, nightshades. Um, and phytates are going to be legumes and in grains, everything that we said for you to take out already, yeah. are gonna have most of those toxins. You know, grains are gonna have all of those toxins. It's like when you, we made like charts of, of things that have the most toxins, grains are in every chart. They fall <laughs> into all of them. They fall into the high oxalate, they fall into the high lectin, they fall into the high phytates and the five and all of them and all the other ones that we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. So, so grain is going to be a big thing for you to take out to remove some of those, some of those um, toxins from your diet. And, and leafy greens. I mean, I, we said about spinach, but mm -hmm. mostly if, uh, uh, a lot of leafy greens are going to have uh, a high oxalate content in them. Yeah. We actually, um, and we can talk about this again, but um, we actually just created a shopping list, a grocery shopping list that we, you know, give to all of our clients. And on that list is all the, all the items that we approve for healing, so AKA removing inflammation. Mm -hmm. And on that list, you, we have listed the net carbs, fiber content, and then also the toxicity level based on, you know, how much phytates, oxalates, or lectins that they have in it. Um, so we'll send you a copy of it, but if any of your mm -hmm. listeners want it, um, you can go to the website. It's bit.ly forward slash rewind shopping list. It's there and we can, and you guys can download it there. Or if you have trouble, just email us at hello. Yeah. Rewind yeah, that's great. Um, I know, I know um, the conversation has mentioned grains for, um, for most, for most of the answers uh, here, do you have any any suggestions of um, 
I guess, replacements of, of what people could eat instead of grains um, that you could just mention. I, I know that wasn't an original question, but I, I think that yeah. would be a good thing to uh, to add in here. <laughs> I think like bread is a really big one that people That love. was the hardest for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Downright the hardest for me. And of course, like there's going to be, you're, and when it comes to healthy eating, we have to put effort, right? Like right. this is a big thing that people have to kind of put in their head. You know, there's no real quick fix to go to the grocery store and get like no grain bread, unfortunately. Um, so what we do is there's a couple of recipes out there that you guys can go look up. Mm -hmm. And one is called a chaffle and it's essentially cheese and egg and you like melt them all together and it comes in this great bread-like consistency and it's awesome. And you and can it, use a waffle maker for it. That's why it's called a chaffle, it's a cheese waffle. Yeah, and it's so it's so good. Um, like we, we used to do that a, a lot. We don't do it that much anymore. When we used to miss bread a lot, yeah. we used to do that a lot. Yeah, now we, you know, we, we evolved a little bit, we got away from that. And but there is also you can do, uh, there is little flowers you can use to make bread, like almond flour, coconut flour, and those can can be used to to make a, a grain free bread. Yeah. Also, like um, for example, a really popular one is called fathead, fathead dough, and we use that to make pizza or um, bagels, you know, tortillas, all sorts of things, and it's a great. Oh, wow. It's another like cheese based right and it just hold everything together it's it's a great substitute yep yeah um, oh, great what else oh pasta is another one that you know people really really love right um palm there's a brand called palmini that's hearts of palm pasta and um it's pretty good for pasta for pasta like italian kind of pasta for noodles like uh, uh asian noodles if you're missing that you can use uh, miracle noodles or shiritake, not shiritake. Yeah, shiritake, shiritake noodles, noodles. Mm -hmm. and those are like mainly water, and they're made from a, a yam, and yep. in, in found in South uh, Southern Asia, mm -hmm. and it's like ninety percent water. So whatever uh, sauces or whatever flavor you put into it, it's gonna absorb that flavor. So it can be a good, yep, a good substitute too. And wow. of course, there's our my favorite spaghetti squash, which is a squash. Yes. <laughs> have you had it? I have, yes. It's so good. I love it. He doesn't like it, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> you can do zucchini. Also oh, yeah, zucchini, zucchini noodles. noodles. Yes, I've zucchini had that too, yeah. yeah. So those are all great alternatives um, to noodles. But remember, none of those things are going to be the same as... You gotta re you gotta remember that we're not trying to like substitute the taste. We're trying right. to substitute an item. Okay, it's gonna have a different taste profile. Just mm -hmm. go, just go into it knowing about that. Otherwise, you're gonna have uh, a bad expectation. You're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> gonna have a too high of expectation, yeah. thinking you just can do that and pretend it's pasta, but it's not gonna be quite that. Okay, but the right. palmini comes really close. Yeah, I think the so. palmini comes really close. The miracle nose come really close mm -hmm. for Asian noodles. But obviously the, the the zucchini and the and the and the squash are gonna be a little different. It's just really a sub a, an item substitution, not a taste substitution. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Thank you for that because it's um, you know I th I think that's um, I think a lot of times we hear of what we should cut out of our diet, but you know I know there are a lot of things that can, like you said, not substitute the taste, but the look and the. Uh, feel yeah. yeah the feel of it and and just you know just having a, a I have a spiralizer so I I do um, I spiralize zucchinis and, and carrots and everything and, yeah, yeah. And sweet potatoes and things like that too so it's, I mean, it's a it's a mind shift that we have to we have to practice right um you know like I said at the beginning food is medicine and you know zoodles do not taste as good as pasta. I'm sorry, no, they no. don't, right? They don't. <laughs> but we have to change our mindset that food is not there just to please us and to pleasure us, right? Food is much right. more than just entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Right? And yeah, we food have is medicine, know, like you said. <laughs> exactly, and you know, as you're making your zoodles, you're like, oh gosh, I wish it was pasta, but I know 
that this is going to make my gut and my body feel so much better than that pasta ever will. And that's the mindset shift that we have to do. Yeah, you know? definitely. This is mm-hmm. a, this is a great conversation. I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> um, so, and, and with saying that, unfortunately, we have reached the last question here. Um, so I, can you, um, can you just explain or, uh, what are, what are some things that people most commonly misunderstand, uh, about nutrition in general? This is a great question. Great question. And And it could be such a big list. (laughs) Yes. But we'll we'll stay with the most common. Wait, I want to, um, I want to start with, because you mentioned at the beginning about not liking fruit and why that's okay. You know, there's, um, one of the things that we wrote down is, you know, carbs are not essential. There, carbs are not essential. There, there's not one carb out there that it's you need to for live. a healthy life. You know, there's like we can tell you essential fats that without it we would not be here. We can tell you essential proteins, but there are no essential carbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, fruit falls in that line. Fruit turn. <laughs> high in carbs they're very high in carbs and they're high in sugar Mm -hmm. and unfortunately there's nothing unique about fruit that we need in our bodies that we can't get from other other sources sources, right so i was ahead of of, yeah i was ahead of my time not liking fruit exactly (laughs) you were actually doing good things for your for your body like there was one uh my dad he had to go um, to the doctor and like his wife was giving him, started feeding him like all this fruit. He, ne- he was like you, he never liked fruit, but his wife was like, you have to eat more fruit. You have to eat more fruit. So <laughs> giving him all this fruit. And then <laughs> he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, why is your blood sugar so high? You, you like, you're going to need to be put on diabetes medicine. What did you do? What did you change? And he's like, oh, I've been eating more fruit. And the doctor's like, stop it. Wow. <laughs> stop it. He's like, my wife's trying to kill me. <laughs> you know, so it like fruit is nature's candy. And this is a big misconception, right? That we need fruit. It has all mm-hmm. these antioxidants and these vitamins in it. and stuff, but not necessary it's not necessary and it's i mean we evolve with nature so so well and so aligned with nature that we fruit only only really comes um one time a year now nowadays we have access to fruit all year long Mm -hmm. but because we can get it from australia from south america from asia whatever right because we have big transportation now that was never the case we had to focus what we had around us and what we had around us fruits only came one time a year at the end of the summer you know and it's it's so well placed in that timeline because it comes right before a scarcity time a scarcity period right mm-hmm. it comes right before okay. winter that will come with less opportunities less opportunity for you to hunt and gather and all that stuff right so fruits come to literally literally make you more make you fatter because carrying fat in our body is a really important evolutionary trait and that actually made our species survive during winter because the more fat you have in your body the more fuel you have to you know to to sustain yourself without eating so fruit came at the end of the month at the end of the 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 summer literally to make us a little bit fatter so we have more fuel in our bodies to survive winter it's, it's really, you know, that's, that's the whole purpose of, of, fr- of fruits. You know, we, ha- we went all year uh, eating protein and fat, mm-hmm. right? And then summer ended and we had the, the low-hanging fruits and we're predisposed to like it. We, we are predisposed to like to have the sweet tooth because mm-hmm. it was really important for us to eat those fruits so we can actually survive winter. So it's a really important evolutionary trait that we have that sweet tooth. But nowadays, it's biting us us in the ass because we have unlimited access Mm -hmm. to fruit and sweet things and now processed sugar and all that. This was a hard thing for me to grasp when I was changing my diet because I was (laughs) this like apple a day girl with, you know, and I love fruit. And this was a really hard one for me to grasp. So one thing we tell 
everybody that comes through our program is to try to eat as much as possible fresh, uh, again, local. Uh, fresh, uh, local, fre fresh, local, and seasonal. Mm -hmm. If you focus on, and if you focus on eating local, you are going to be feeding, you are going to be eating seasonally because, yeah. you know, things around you only comes seasonal mm -hmm. and, and as fresh as possible, obviously that's the, you know, so make, make a habit, uh, change your habits and try to free, uh, uh, go to farmer's market more often. You know, I know it's hard now with shelter in place, but that's what we should be doing. You know, try to help our, our local markets, our local farms mm -hmm. and make them thrive so they can actually provide those things seasonally to the things that we actually need for our health. Mm -hmm. We have so many more to go through. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to try and go through them quickly. Um, so that's one. Carbs are not essential. Um, that includes vegetables and fruits. Definitely um, grains. And definitely <laughs> grains. <laughs> grains. Yeah, that we can all wrap that into one. Um, you know, all those things that we've been told we need to live a healthy diet, like a healthy lifestyle is just so wrong and it's really sad because people are following that advice and they're not understanding why they're okay. feeling you know sick they're lethargic um you know their skin is dull their hair is fat you know all this stuff they don't understand why why they're taking naps in the day in the middle of the day the paradigm know? the paradigm nowadays is that the fact that the reason that we're all the, our, as a nation, we're really obese and overweight is because we're lazy. We don't eat right. We're not following the things that it's put out by our government well, and we don't move enough. So we, we eat wrong and we, we move little. And that's not mm. the case. If you look at the statistics out there, we actually been following all the suggestions, all the recommendations really well. I mean, meat consumption is really down. At least red meat consumption is really down. Chicken consumption is really up. Mm -hmm. You know, vegetable consumption is really skyrocketed since we started having this recommendations from our government. And we've just been getting sicker. Yep. Like mm -hmm. from the 1960s on, we've just gotten sicker. Sicker and sicker. And then, you know, especially with the processed carbs and, and, and the, easy, the easy access to those uh, oils that we mentioned, it just skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And we do, we just think in, the, in the, the government that says to, for us to follow all that says that we're not being following and we haven't uh, uh, moved enough. So eat less and move more. It's not what we, what the, the reason why we're at this place right now. So what we're trying to tell to your public and to ours and others, it's not your fault. <laughs> it, it was never our fault. You know, it's not because we're lazy and we don't move enough. We don't exercise enough and we eat, you know, too much. It's not that. We've actually been following the recommendations really well, but the recommendations are wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's very sad. We can see it, you know, um, one thing we keep hearing time and time again is, you know, COVID and coronavirus has really amplified everything that is going wrong with our food system, with our health, you know, with our mental health, you know, all this stuff. It's just amplified everything on a personal level, on a public level, on a society level. And, you know, this is what it's really shown us as people, you know, in the health industry. You know, the, the, we talked about the grains, whole healthy grain, it's like an oxymoron, right? I mean, if they're not healthy and most of them are not whole, so just stay away from that whole healthy grains and knock them more and you shouldn't follow that, that recommendation. Another thing that people think that, that mis misconception about nutrition is that fat is unhealthy. Fat has been in our food paradigm for all of our evolution. And the fact that we think nowadays that fat causes high cholesterol, the fat causes heart disease. It's gonna, if you eat too much fat, your heart's going to explode and, and you're going to instantly combust in, you know, in immediately. It's just not the case. Fat is actually really important for our evolution. Well, you know, we have this uh, high carb uh, uh, paradigm nowadays that since we introduced the high carb paradigm, you just got sicker, you know? And then the fact that we had the no carbs are essential for health. There are fats that are essential for health. And nowadays we're just not getting enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, we focus on this one micronutrient in, in, in favor of the other one 
and it should be the opposite really our pyramid remember the pyramid that you know was put yeah. out by our government if we flipped it upside down it would be a better, better pyramid than the actual pyramid was so and another thing that we, we tell our that we think that people um are mis have a misconception about is cholesterol cholesterol is a big one and cholesterol has been vilified since the low fat era of the 19, 1960s and cholesterol it's so important for our health you know people with low cholesterol like i think we got to think about the the ultimate goal right the ultimate goal is to live healthy and live long and healthy right and not not die i mean the ultimate goal is to not to die and <laughs> cholesterol people with low cholesterol die more often way more often so we just look at that statistic cholesterol people with high cholesterol live longer and better why are we thinking that cholesterol is bad for us? Why do we think cholesterol, you know, is going to make our heart explode instantly? It's not the case. It's that that's all that information is based on flawed science. The science that it was a, it was a hypothesis, you know, in the 1960, but it was not proven by clinical trials. You know, we because clinical trials are really expensive. Nobody wants to do them, and you know, people just put <laughs> observational studies out there and they come up with hypotheses, but we have to prove them you know, in a clinical setting, and that's never done. That wasn't done, you know, back in, in the 1960s and 70s when, when those uh, things, the low fat era came out and, you know, vilified uh, saturated fat and they vilified cholesterol, thinking that cholesterol is gonna make us unhealthy. And it's not the case. Cholesterol is present in so many functions in our body and, it, and it's like present in every cell of your body. It's like extremely important. And if we, nowadays we think cholesterol in a bad, in a bad light, and that that we had a we gotta shift that mental uh, thing. We gotta have to have to shift our, our thinking to talk about cholesterol in a, in a positive light because cholesterol mm -hmm. is positive. The only bad thing about cholesterol is bad cholesterol. The, and, and what makes bad cholesterol? Guess what it is? It's sugar and 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 processed carbs and grains. Yes. <laughs> so so uh, cholesterol is just just. We try to penetrate everybody's mind with that, with that notion. Cholesterol should always be talked in a positive light because cholesterol, most of it is positive unless you damage your cholesterol with a high sugar intake, with a high grain intake and a high processed carbs. This is his favorite topic. <laughs> he, loves he loves talking about cholesterol. Cholesterol has been, it's, it's the one thing that has been vilified so unjustly vilified for too long he, and we have to change that mindset he can talk an entire podcast about cholesterol <laughs> like he loves talking about it so much but it is important and it is definitely a big one that is misunderstood in nutrition like all and it's hard for us to <clears throat> you know say this and come outright and say such a big statement you know, we're going against doctors, against, you know, the not government. All, not all doctors. There are doctors mm -hmm. out there that have been, you know, looking at new studies and yeah. new science and not just falling back on the flawed science that was put out back then mm -hmm. in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, we're going against the norm here by saying this. And, you know, we wouldn't make such big bold claims without there is science out there there's data out there oh, that and shows a, this and a caveat dietary cholesterol when you ingest cholesterol it has little to no impact in your own cholesterol 90 percent of our cholesterol flowing into our body is our own cholesterol is endogenous it's like our liver that makes it you know so actual dietary cholesterol the one that you actually eat has little to no impact in the in the serum cholesterol in your body wow yeah, this is, that's great. It's so great information. Like I can't wait to do my own research and look all this stuff up. Like this is so, uh, such an, um, enlightening, yeah, it's such an enlightening conversation for, for me and I'm learning so much. So thank you again. Um, yeah. So just before we wrap up, can you, uh, let the audience know where they can, um, find you on online, your website, your social media sites, and um, wherever else they can uh, contact you. <laughs> Definitely. Um, our website is rewindyournutrition.com. You can find us on, in we're pretty active on Instagram at rewindnutrition. 
Um, if you want that shopping list, again, uh, the address to find that is bit.ly forward slash rewind shopping list. You and can find that in our bio on Instagram too. You just click the, the link in our bio. It will take you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that's, um, it's a great, it's, it's an awesome tool, you know, to get started on healthy eating on, you know, healing and whatnot. It's something that we give to all of our clients. And if there's an item on that list that you don't see, it's likely not something we recommend to our clients to eat. Also that, it's pretty extensive. Also, <laughs> that, also that list, it's like a general list, right? So there are items out there that might not be a problem for you. Yeah. And that's when we come in into the picture and we actually understand what you're going through, what's your, you know, what your, you mm -hmm. know, how you, how is your health and everything. And maybe there are some items that it's not on that list that is going to be okay for you. Right. So but that's, right. you know. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. Yes. There's foods on that list that are probably, you know, good for some people, not good for other. But in a general sense, all those items on there promote healing. And if you are somebody that is like, um, maybe has a lot of healing to do, I would probably stay away from uh, the items that have a high toxicity level. That's on why it. we put that, that, that category there. Yeah. yeah. You know, for you to stay away from it. If you have a lot of healing to do, mm -hmm. maybe cross out the high toxicity, even yeah. the moderate, maybe sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys, if you have any questions, like we're, like I said, we're active on Instagram or you can email us um, through our website and Thank you for this great opportunity to speak to you and your audience. It's been fun. Yes. Yes. It's been a great conversation. I've learned a lot. Hopefully our listeners have learned a lot. And um, again, thank you both so much for uh, your time. And uh, I, I appreciate you both and I will, um, I'll definitely be in touch. Thank you. thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye -bye. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Leave us a review wherever you listen and let us know what you liked about this episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms for more disability-related content at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you listen to this episode on your phone, take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and be sure to tag us. We thank you for listening and take care.